I had to summarize it, it's essentially that you get to make the rules. I think um, we we're just talking about, you know, nine to five is not for you and you want to be more creative. And a lot of us leave our old careers to do this. And then I think we start a business and suddenly we think we have to run a business like the person we saw on Instagram or like our business coach or you know, somebody else gave us advice and we're like, I have to follow that hundred percent. And something that I feel like I've slowly in multiple different ways learned is that it doesn't really matter how anybody else wants to do something. As long as it works for me, then that's cool. Like I don't have a boss. I don't need a boss. I just yep. get to decide. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, I bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips, strategy, and inspiration to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dreamed of. Before we get into today's conversation, I wanted to share a recent five-star review left on Apple Podcast. Crystal Lynch said... John has a welcoming and warm presence. He's also so knowledgeable, down to earth and funny. This is, this feels weird talking about myself this way. Okay. Uh, let me get back into it. Um, photographers, you'll definitely want to add this podcast into your normal rotation Krista. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate that. That review means so much to me and I'm so glad that you are enjoying the show. Uh, listeners, if you are also enjoying the show, please take the 15 to 90 seconds to leave a review for the show. It honestly uh, means the world to me. Uh, these help us reach more listeners just like you and help secure more high profile guests for you to glean some knowledge from. Leave a review on Apple podcast app or rate the show on Spotify or do both or rate us everywhere. That would be amazing. Okay, so today my guest is Charlotte Isaac. She is a business operations consultant based in Sydney, Australia. She believes that life is too damn short not to live it the way you want to. So she helps business owners grow faster and further by streamlining and managing their clients and systems primarily through the CRM Dubsado. And today, Charlotte is sharing some tips on how you can uplevel your CRM into an operational powerhouse. Let's get into that conversation. Well, Charlotte, welcome to the podcast. I am excited to have you here. I've enjoyed our our pre-recording uh, chat uh, just about life and everything. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, to get to talk to you today. Thank you, John. Me too. Hopefully the pre-recording chat is a good sign of things to come. I, I think it will be. I think so too. I might like throw it at the end of the episode as like a bonus for anyone <laughs> who wants to hear us talk about the weather and how different things are between uh, Texas and Australia, um, which for for those listening right now, this is this is pretty. I find it interesting because Charlotte is actually in the future. Um, it is. <laughs> It is what Thursday afternoon for you and it is Wednesday uh, late evening for me, um, which is cool. I love I, I just love that kind of stuff. Just the time zones and and anytime that I'm flying, I guess. Let's see. West. Is that the way where you're like chasing the sun is just kind of staying the same so. or maybe it's east? I don't know. I like whichever way I'm flying to where like I leave at 630 
uh, p.m. and then I arrive at 6.30 p.m. because I'm just chasing the sun. Um, yeah. It's just... You get a bonus day fun. too. Bonus it's day. nice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then you lose it going home. But, you know, we don't have to talk about that. It, yeah. it's You can just sleep it away on the plane if you're someone who can sleep on planes. Uh, but... But yeah, I'm I'm excited to chat today. We're we're talking about um, CRMs and how you can up level your CRM um, for. OK, so for for anyone who's listening and maybe they read the title of this episode and they're like, OK, cool. CRM. I don't know what that stands for. Um, Charlotte, could you tell us a little bit about what a CRM is? Of course. And you are totally not alone if that was your thought when you read this title and you're like, look, I love John, but I don't know what he's going to go here. Thank you for hanging in here. Um, CRM is customer relationship management. And basically in terms of the way, you know, the kind of businesses that we have, they are things that can look after your clients from start to finish. So, They can email your clients. You can have all of your proposals in there, contracts, invoices, scheduling, questionnaires. What am I missing? Probably a hundred other things, but they help us take care of all of the little touch points that we need to have clients and serve them really well. And we're really, really lucky because in this day and age, wow, I sound so old, but in this day and age, a lot of them can automate that as well. So I think they're cool things. They sound terrifying, but they're really cool when you get into it. Oh yeah. I, I agree. Um, I remember cause I started my photography business. Um, let's see, 2013. So, um, uh, nine, nine and a half years ago. And I had no idea about any CRMs. I know that there were a couple around back then, but not nearly uh, as powerful as they are today with all the automations and everything. And I remember the year that I had finally like, I did it. I invested. I got a CRM. It wasn't a big investment. It's like, you know, it's, it's like 20 bucks a month or something. It's yeah. it's not terrible. <laughs> but uh, for me, it was just like a big thing to finally pay to have this platform. And then just the amount of things that I could do it. it, it I was able to just like skyrocket with my business because I wasn't constantly just doing all the things and trying to. I. Charlotte, I had um, paper contracts Oof. Um, as late as 2015. I was still mailing people contracts and then they would physically sign them and then mail them back to me. Um, and it was uh, I was only paid by checks and it was um, it was, it was a, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like I'm talking about like 1972 or something. It does, uh, it does. But yeah, that was just seven years ago that I was doing that. Um, yeah. So, yes, CRMs are amazing. I I love uh, it's it's definitely opened my business up to um, taking taking away the just like mundane tasks uh, to where I can I can do a little bit a little bit more. For sure. Uh, I think we totally underestimate how many of those mundane tasks are like, you know, you're talking about signing, signing contracts and having to go to the bank to cash checks and stuff. And that's a nightmare, right. but like writing the same email over and over and over again. And I know I've heard you talk about that on one of your previous episodes that when you stopped mm-hmm. having to do that, you were like mind blown. <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> even, even coming into the digital age, there's plenty of stuff that we, we just accept as stuff that we have to do, but we really probably don't have to if we're a little bit clever about the kinds of tools we use. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And just like, I, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of listeners today that they're going to come into this episode. Probably like, what is a CRM? They're going to be, you know, if, and if that is you totally cool, I didn't know what CR, I, 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 I purchased a CRM still didn't know what CRM stood for. Uh, so, but like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who are just going to leave this with just open minds of, wow, like I can do this. Like I didn't even think about these automations or these things. Um, Cause there's just, it's so much like you, like you were listening or, or listing all of the things that CRMs do. And you're like, yeah, there's, there's so much more. Like you could just, this whole, it's wild. You just go for 30 minutes of just listing every single thing. Um, we could, but we won't bore you to death. We, we will not do different that. Different episode. That is not a, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that is a, that is a different episode uh, for sure. Um, Be a sleep meditation. Yeah. Yes. And now we talk like this and we are talking about email. Uh, uh, You've yeah, got me. Where I'm already falling asleep. Um, so, okay, Charlotte, before we get into... CRMs, how mm -hmm. we can up level ours, all of those things. Tell us a little background about you, um, where you're based. We've kind of already touched on on Australia, but um, but uh, give us a little background about Charlotte. Oh, background about Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so boring now that we've talked about the really cool stuff. Um, I, I'm I'm in Australia, as you know. I am based in Sydney, which we were just chatting about before we pressed record. And if you ever visit Australia, please come to Sydney. It's a great city. Um, my background is in creative agencies or advertising agencies. Um, so I've worked in a network of those my whole career. And I suspect like lots of people listening, I just wanted a little bit more freedom and flexibility and to kind of run my own show after a little while. So I started my own business and these days I'm helping creative business owners streamline the way they work with clients and automate it primarily using a tool called Dubsado, which is a CRM. Nice. Okay. Awesome. How, like, when was that shift from, from your previous job to uh, to working with creatives like was that a like a light switch type I am I'm leaving this and I am starting on my own or was there like a an overlap for a while like what did that look like I'm really bad at doing things in halves like I I am a very impatient person. I'm going to air all my dirty laundry here. So um, <laughs> doing the, kind of easing into it probably would have been really smart. It is not what I did. Um, I had a three-month notice period for my job, and I handed that in, and I knew that my husband and I were about to go to Africa for a month. And I was like, all right, I'm finishing up the day before we leave. Like, I'm going to go have a holiday, and I will figure this out. So I did that. I come, came home. I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I'd worked with a lot of creatives, obviously, through what I did. And I knew that there was a big gap. Like the big creative agencies have a lot of operational help and they have a lot of people to mm. let them be in a place where they just get to be creative. But the smaller creative business owner, you know, they're shooting, they're editing, they're looking after their clients, they're going to Zoom meetings, they're doing the invoicing, they're probably doing their bookkeeping for a while, all of these things. And it's just, I, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. So yeah, yeah. it's struck yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, <clears throat> I, I like that just, 
I see how this could be different and I'm just going to go for it and, and help help the people that are just like trying to keep your head above water, just swimming and doing all of the things. Um, because whenever you can, uh, release some of those smaller things, it allows you to really focus on, uh, the things that you really love and, and care about and, uh, why you wanted to get into, you know, your own business anyway. Um, and then you can do that more. Uh, cause I know like for myself, becoming a photographer and like starting a photography business i was like this is great i'm gonna be taking photos all the time and like meeting with people and then i found out oh yeah there's a lot of like sitting at the computer time and there's a lot of bookkeeping and there's a lot of emails and there's a lot of schedulings and all of these things and uh and then that that like percentage of the actual thing that I left my nine to five job for, um, was, <laughs> was very small. Um, so it's yeah, so I, true. I, yeah, I love that you're, you're helping people really, um, expand that to be able to do what they love, uh, more in the day. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, uh, philosophically think the way we're showing up to work is changing. And I think, you know, I was definitely raised in, in having a nine to five job is the normal thing. Nobody in my mm-hmm. family comes from a small business background by any stretch of the imagination. And I just, I see so many of my friends and clients and students running their own business and doing what they love. And it just, it just makes me so happy. Like I would love that, you know, it kind of is a bit of a movement. We're all just realizing we get to make the rules for our life. Um, and if I can help in that in a little way, then I am stoked, like dream yeah. job. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So, okay. So Charlotte looking over, um, just like your, your whole career, even like your, your old job before maybe, um, was there ever like a lesson or a piece of advice or something that just like an aha moment that really changed the way that you look at business or just life in general? There is. And I think I've had to learn it about 50 times. <laughs> Those are always the best ones. <laughs> yeah, it has not sunk in. It's probably still trying to get through to me somehow. Um, if I had to summarize it, it's essentially that you get to make the rules. I think um, we we're just talking about, you know, nine to five is not for you and you want to be more creative. And a lot of us leave our old careers to do this. And then I think we start a business and suddenly we think we have to run a business like the person we saw on Instagram or like our business coach or, you know, somebody else gave us advice and we're like, I have to follow that a hundred percent. And something that I feel like I've slowly in multiple different ways learned is that it doesn't really matter how anybody else wants to do something. As long as it works for me, then that's cool. Like I don't have a boss. I don't need a boss. I just get to decide. I love that. It's (laughs) scary. It's, it is definitely scary because, um, because in a way there's like that security of looking at other people and seeing they did it this way. It worked for them. I will do it that way. Hopefully it'll work for me. But when you're like, I have not seen anyone do it this way, but it's, this is the way that I feel like I need to do it. There's a little bit of that, like kind of, that danger, that risk of this might not work. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I feel, but if it does, then then that's, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and oftentimes it is the, uh, 
the confidence of just moving forward and being confident in yourself, in your own process of how you do things. Um, and it'll most likely uh, turn out just fine. Definitely. Um, you definitely, yeah. it, it gets easier with time. I'm sure there were things that you mm. were, um, you know, absolutely terrified about in 2013 when you started that now you're like, that's the easiest thing in the world. Like, what was I thinking? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Interacting with people. I was terrified. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very much of an introvert and, uh, was always like socially awkward if I was the center of attention. So having to lead people and tell them what to do during a photo shoot or like doing something like this, I never, you know, never would have saw myself uh, hosting a podcast where I am interviewing people uh, because that was totally not me. Um, but, you know, we we all grow and and change and evolve our, our personalities and all that. Uh, For sure. which, I think which, we learn to use our superpowers a little bit too. Like I, I yes. hear you explain you're an introvert and I'm like, I'm very introverted. I remember when I first booked my first brand photography session for my business and I, it was terrifying. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in front of the camera, but uh, you know, your clients are probably loving that you get how they feel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, Anytime that I am in front of the camera, I'm just like, okay, this is this is how my clients feel. Like I have to tell myself in my mind, like coach myself the way that I coach the people that I take photos of. I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is the confidence that I need. I need to stand this way. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely interesting. And yeah, we do find our superpowers as we go on. Get freedom back into your life with Freedom Edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now? And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling. I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But Freedom Edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com slash freedom and get more freedom in your life. Which like getting back to like honing in the superpowers. Um, so CRMs, that is, mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of your superpowers, um, especially with Devasado. Um, what, what are some ways that uh, for, for anyone who has a CRM right now that they can start up leveling 
really using it to its full capacity instead of just like a way to organize their emails Mm -hmm. and uh, contacts. Yeah, there's two main ways, I think. The first one, and I feel like a lot of people listening that maybe have signed up for something are going to be feeling this one. The first way (laughs) is to use all of the features that they offer. And I feel very awkward saying that because it's usually what nobody wants to hear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I I hear from people, they've signed up for something on sale, you know, their friends told them um, they've heard about it on a podcast or something like that. And and they hand over their credit card and they maybe plug in a couple of information, you know, bits of information, plonk their contract template in there, and then they're not really using it beyond that. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, a tool is only as good as how we set it up. A lot of the time, um, as much as we'd love it to just be plug and play, we do have to put a little bit of energy in it to it. So that's the first way. Um, the second way is almost going to contradict that way. And it's, um, being a bit intentional about what you, what you want it to do. So almost don't think about the tool to start with, think about what you want it to do. So, you know, you've signed up for Dubsado, Tave, HoneyBook, it really doesn't matter what you're using. Um, so that you can get the most out of it. We really want to take a step back and go, okay, what does my client process look like? What are the steps that need to happen to make my clients, you know, feel good about accepting my proposal and feel good leading up to their wedding or whatever kind of session or other service that you're offering them. So being intentional about the process, is really important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. Cause that's, Uh, I feel like whenever I started using my CRM, I did not have um, my process down yet. And I didn't I didn't really know, like start to finish what it looked like. Um, I had an idea, but I had not written it out and um, I didn't really know what parts of the CRM I could really use. I knew for sure email. because that's just a given Um, and yes and a time suck uh and i knew you know having a central place for contracts and questionnaires and uh their contact info was helpful uh to where i didn't have physical manila folders um with paper contracts and like handwritten notes for all my uh, clients, um, which I still, the, my filing cabinet is right here. They're still sitting here. Um, That's incredible. Because, you know, what, what else am I going to do with them? But, um, but yeah, like those were the, the initial ones that I knew how to use. But over the years, um, I have found so many, so many different things like, like that first, uh, 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 first piece of advice you were giving of really just, learn everything that your CRM offers. Um, cause there were so many things I didn't know about questionnaires for probably a year or so until I was just bored one day and just clicking around. And I was like, what is this? Oh, okay. I can customize these things. Uh, that's incredible. So, yeah. So, so what are some of the maybe not so well known, um, or like, something that you would immediately think of to use in a CRM? What are some things that people uh, might not be using right now that they could look for in their 
their own CRMs? I think it's all of the really small process or small steps of our process rather. So mm. um, if we talk about the kinds of things that we probably want to use them for, I usually break it down to three parts of the client journey. So the first one is leads. So responding to people when they come in from your website, and that is probably the easiest thing you can set up in your CRM. It would probably take you five minutes um, and it's going to save you hours and your potential clients are going to love you for it. And that's one a lot of people skip, even though it is the tiniest thing ever. Um, the, the kind of second phase we want to look at is proposal and onboarding. And I think the little thing there I see a lot of people miss is things like proposal follow-up emails. Uh, I don't know about you and I feel like it might be an introvert thing. I'm terrible at following people up. Are you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I was just going through all of my leads earlier today and, um, and I, I have to have the notifications to say, Hey, it's been two days. You need to follow up because I'll just be like, well, I gave them the information and they'll get back to me. Um, but I also know myself whenever I'm given information, maybe I'll, I'll read it in my email and then I'll mark it as unread so that I'll be sure to get back to it. And then it just gets buried under all the new stuff. Um, and that's Definitely. probably what's going on with them, which is whenever I reached out to a couple of my leads, two of them were like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, I just got lost over the weekend. Um, I will, you know, let's go ahead and do this thing. Exactly. Um, and I think yeah, that's I my automation. That. Yeah, good. OK, uh, not good, mm. but like good, good yeah. to have something in place. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I think that's something that's really common. And and again, you know, we know to use CRMs for proposals and contracts and things, but it's the little things like following up for a proposal and, and taking it out of our minds so that we don't have to remember to do that. It's like, OK, I decided I follow up two days later and maybe I follow up again one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. And then from there, you know, things like welcome emails, maybe there's something that you want to send your clients to help them feel comfortable and, and kind of guide them through the process, whether it's a welcome guide or a timeline or, or something like that. Um, anything leading up to a photo shoot or whatever kind of project you're delivering for them is great too. And then at the very end of the spectrum in offboarding, the other thing that I think a lot of us are terrible at asking for, but if you can automate one thing there is asking for testimonials. They're going to, you know, it's going to change your business really. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is definitely. And I I think that goes back to being introverts as well is like, it it feels awkward asking for someone to say that I did a good job. Um, It's like, I, I, I feel weird and like a little conceited if I'm just like, Hey, so, um, how did I do? Uh, and please be, be positive and write it down here and also post it in these three different places. Um, but I mean, there's something about having that automation to where I don't have to even look at the email and it's, I, I wrote it one time and then saved it as a template. So now, uh, that's just going just off goes. and doing, it's doing its thing. And I don't have to feel weird about asking for testimonials, um, and sending them links to where to post reviews and, and all of those. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent that if you can automate one, one more thing, uh, in your process, like have that testimonial, uh, template go out. 
Yeah. And it, it sounds so basic, all of these things, you know, responding to leads and following up on proposals and mm-hmm. asking for a testimonial. But I think the little things, doing them really well, make a huge difference to our business. And sometimes oh, yeah. it's not the sexy stuff that we set up and, you know, how cool your proposal looks and you've made right. it look awesome. And, uh-huh. you know, that's great, but it's, it's the process coming together. I think that's what really turns your CRM into a powerhouse. Um, and a question I often like to ask people is like, if you are on your best business owner, you know, mood for the day, I'm air quoting mm. for anyone that can't see me, <laughs> um, basically everyone other than John, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you were super confident, you weren't overthinking yourself, like if you were going to show up as the best person you could be in your business, like how would you look after your clients? What would you send them? What would you say to them? When would you do it? you know, and if you think about that and plug that into your CRM, you've just cloned yourself, but made a better version of yourself. And now you're like, see ya, I'm going to go do the creative stuff now. Have fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, is there, uh, cause I, I think that is so great to think of like all of those touch points and, and all the things that you you would do if you had the time to really spend like one-on-one with each of your clients. Um, uh, but do you, do you ever get like pushback on that? Like these automated emails that maybe they'd feel a little bit too automated or people want to be more in the moment. And like, I want to know what's going out and I want to have, you know, be able to, to change up, you know, a, a sentence here to be a little bit more personal. I definitely get pushback. It is a hundred percent from the person sending the email, not receiving it though. (laughs) I think it's a story that we've all crafted in our head that we have to write emails, you know, individually to someone. And an example Mm -hmm. I have is I was just on a podcast of one of my students. And I remember a year ago when she set up her Dubsado, she said to me, could I set up this automation for my podcast guests? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I reckon this, this, and this. And I'm going through her automation right now as a podcast Mm -hmm. guest. And I was replying to one of her emails and I was like, oh, I've just realized this is coming from Dubsado. Like you're not sending this to me. And so I put a little Uh note at the end being like, this is automated. Yeah. And she replied and was like, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think clients really notice, you know, I think we think about it a lot, but if you, if you write your canned emails, like you're talking to a client you really love, then the clients that you don't really love. And let's be honest, you know, we can't completely fall in love with every single one of our clients. All of your clients are going to feel good and they're going to get your personality come through and they're not going to notice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Like if you're writing to the, like your ideal client in every, every time, cause they're, like you said, there are some clients that are not ideal. And whenever you're uh, replying to their emails oh. or you're sending out, you're just a little bit, a little bit shorter. You're, you're not as, uh, not as bubbly and fun while you're typing. It's just like, yeah, here's the stuff. Like, hopefully this is helpful. Um, but yeah, if you write it that one time as if it's just like your best friend that you get to work with and it's going to be happy and they're going to receive that. Um, also like if, if it is, uh, if it's valuable, if you're sending them value in these canned emails, uh, then it's going, they're going to read it as valuable. Uh, and it, it won't seem like a, 
you know what? I bet she probably s- set this up. This isn't this isn't her sending me this at eight in the morning. Like <laughs> That's true. And um, I think the value, again, going back to being intentional is that, you know, if I had to look after all of my clients without any automation, I guarantee I'd forget to do something. I'd message them about something two weeks late. And it, yep. it, it feels very cobbled together. But when we approach it as like a, you know, if I only had that one client, like you said, suddenly everything you're sending them is at the exact right time and it feels very appropriate. Um, Mm -hmm. Appropriate makes me feel like a professional, like (laughs) not that kind of appropriate, (laughs) but like it seems very on point and they're like, oh, wow, like like they really loved working with me. Yeah, and and they feel taken care of. Um, And it is a way that you can work with more, like a higher volume of clients and still take care of them. Uh, like I have uh, emails that go out at a specific time, you know, before uh, my couple's wedding dates and I'm sending them helpful articles that I've written, like stuff that's going to help them in the planning process. And it's something that uh, like, like you were saying, if I was doing writing all of these emails every single time, I would definitely forget. And there are definitely some that I'd be like, Oh, I should have sent this two months ago. This is not helpful anymore. Like now they've missed out on this thing that is already in a cheerful John voice in my email. (laughs) And just like, yeah, past John way to go. (laughs) Way to go. 2020 John. (laughs) When I was really diving into all this stuff. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, and it, and like, I just I love what you said earlier, just really writing it to your ideal client. You're uh, just someone that you love working with because then everyone's going to get the best version of you uh, through those emails instead of sometimes not our best versions. And sometimes yeah. the, uh, you know, 11, 12 at night, the 2 a.m. replying to emails. And it's just uh, this is I've got 22 emails backed up and I got to get through all this stuff. Um, but it's it's the the fresh, uh, fresh Charlotte just here. And then they're they're getting your best as uh, as it's coming into their inbox. Um, yeah. Okay. There is one more fail safe, I guess, if you're, if you're still mm-hmm. listening and you're like, okay, like you've mostly got me on board, but like, you know, what about the time it sends something out to a client that I've already, you know, told them about that blog on my website? Or what if there's an email that goes out that says, Hey, I love shooting your wedding and their wedding was actually a disaster and you never want to talk to them again. <laughs> so, um, there is most CRMs have something, you know, it's called requires approval in Dubsado. And it's just a little button we can check. I know HoneyBook's the same. I'm pretty sure Tave has, but I can't remember what it's called. And it just checks with you before it sends something out. So for the things that you really want to make sure you, you know, tweak a line a little bit for them, or maybe you've got to add something a little bit more personal, that's always an option too. Yeah. And I, I do love that. Like, I mean, that's similar to like using Planoly or something mm-hmm. for posting to social media where you can have it just post by itself and then you never see it or you can have it alert you and say, hey, it's time to post this. And then yeah. you have to approve and say, 
okay send this looks good or yeah let me take out this about this being the most amazing day and just be like hey you're married now uh, go you and uh <laughs> here, please, here please are your photos that. yes <laughs> i look forward to seeing that on your instagram real soon Yes. Yeah. There's uh, I will post some photo of just like the the most miserable wedding and just like, hey, you're married. All right. Go go. You guys are awesome. We all know your secrets now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> OK. OK. So so those automations finding all of the um, like the little things um, in, in your CRM and, and focusing on, uh, the ones that you really, uh, like really move your business forward. What, um, what else is, is something that, that we could do really find in, uh, another way to like uplevel that CRM experience? I think I, I'm not sure there's much more to it than that, other than putting cool. as much into it as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us underestimate how many little tasks we had. I mean, we just went over maybe three or four different examples there in terms of right. the follow-ups and responding and stuff like that. But every business owner probably has like 25 to 30 of those. Um, and I... <sighs> I mean, I'm going to put myself out of a job here and say it's it's not like I don't think you have to do anything um, super, you know, extraordinary and, and different. I think that the the real benefit from it is just having absolutely everything taken care of for you. Um, so, you know every single little email, every follow-up, every guide, you send them all of your proposals, just get as much in there as you can, you know, invoice reminders. It's, it's sometimes the really boring stuff that is going to make a difference. It's kind of like the tasks you might give your VA that you're like, I never want to think about this again. Just deal with it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good thing. Like as, as you're going through just your day-to-day tasks, kind of keeping in the back of your mind, just a tally of, Oh yeah, I've done this like five times this week for different clients. Like this would be a good, a good automation in my CRM to send this out. Or, you know, this is a common question that people ask. So you can create an email template that just answers that question. And then you can always add on to it. But, you know, there, there are like three questions that I get all of the time. Um, and I even have like a FAQ section on my website, but I still get them through emails all the time. And I'm like, okay, I just, I'm going to create, like I've created email templates that just answer that question. And then I can, I can just hit that template and then just start adding on to it. If I want to add a little bit more, um, or if it's one of those clients, I can just be like, and here's your answer. Um, and we'll see. Um, but, uh, <laughs> there, but there's yeah. a couple of things popping into my mind as I, as I hear you say that, if I can uh-huh. spitball off you a little bit, one of Let's them is, I think we think our clients read everything we say. It's kind of like, I, yeah. I, I really don't like marketing and the marketing people tell me I'm allowed to say the same thing on Instagram <laughs> 10 times and no one will notice apart from me. But I'm uh, like, I said that like six months ago on the you know, <laughs> 1st of January. Right. Did they not read that? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> our clients are the same. Like 
you know, you explain, you get emails every now and then and you unread them and think you'll come back to later. Every single one of us do that. So, you know, something can be in your FAQs. They can be in an email. You can reinforce it in your proposal. You can remind them as much as you want to. And then kind of related to that as well is, and, and back to what we were saying with you getting to make their own rules, don't be afraid to be really forthcoming with your boundaries. Um, and things like I know a lot of wedding photographers have the frustration the day after the wedding of people being like, so when do I get my images again? Even though it was in your contract, the proposal and email, you've probably reminded them like, that is one of those three main questions that I get all the time. (laughs) Yes. Uh So yeah, just, just creating that template of Hey, this is, uh, I know you're excited about these photos. I am excited about sharing them. They will be uh, to you in this amount of time. Uh, Definitely. You'd be expecting an email from me soon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the nice thing if we, you know, gosh, we've hyped automation so much, but, you know, getting all this stuff out of our head, like I can only imagine if you had to, if someone pulled Tave away from you now and they made you do this on your own, like you'd be crying over how many times you answered that question or said that to people, but we can remove some of the things that just very quickly become bugbears in our business and kind of, I don't like to say this, but I I hear from a lot of my clients that they almost start to resent the fact that they have to serve their clients. And they're like, look, I love being a photographer, but like, don't make me talk to anyone anymore. Like I'm out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it is a lot. And yeah, if if someone took away my CRM, like my client experience would go down because I am not putting in that amount of time to send you all these articles and to just like walk through the steps, like all like, Oh, maybe put together one email, uh, to send you everything. Just like reference this back later. Um, but (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's almost like, um, you you don't realize what all your CRM does for you until you start thinking about, Oh, if I didn't have this, I would have to write out every single email. I would have to organize contracts somehow, somewhere. Um, and you know, in like calendars, like my, uh, Tave alerts me whenever, uh, I get a new lead and I already have a booking on that date. So I don't have to go look at my calendar. I can already see, I already have a booking on that date. I can just tell them, Hey, sorry, I'm already booked. Here's some other photographers that I think are great. And I don't have to waste their time. Don't have to waste my time or, or get to the booking process and then be like, I'm already booked. Like I didn't even think about the calendar. What am I doing? Um, so yeah, there's so much, uh, there, there's so much that like, I'm still learning new things. Um, yeah, that uh and and like pretty much every crm is constantly growing constantly changing constantly you know sending emails of like hey so this is a new thing that we're doing we we have now added you know uh scheduling uh so now you can schedule you don't have to go through like calendly and stuff like that and uh yeah they're they're constantly growing and changing and adapting to what our needs are as their clients uh so that we can serve our clients better. Definitely. Uh, I think don't, if you're listening to us, like we've talked about hundreds of things now that you can kind of pop in, 
Mm -hmm. Don't, don't get overwhelmed by it. Like know that you can keep evolving it. You know, you've got your three questions that you know, you really have to get on top of. You might find, I don't know, another pandemic hits. (laughs) Let's not, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I took it back. Nope. That's Um, not happening, Charlotte. The pandemic already hit. I'll use that as the example, but like suddenly we had, you know, COVID policies and we had to change our contracts and maybe we had extra emails to send them beforehand. Like, don't don't panic if you don't capture everything in one go just try and be as intentional as you can about your process as it is now and then you can constantly make it better over time that's totally okay yes yeah i love that yeah uh and and constantly making it better over time is like that is what we need to focus on and not just stay where we are but you know, how can you make this better anytime that you have a little bit of downtime or some slow time um, or uh, just having a, a, a process where you just go through line by line. This is my entire start to finish process of everything and then look for those areas that are uh you're constantly doing them by hand uh, and then set up automations and see if your CRM has uh, areas that they can help you. For uh, sure. So awesome. I love it. Okay. So um, I, I know, like, like you said, we have touched on so many different, uh, so many different aspects of, of things you can, you can really uh, up level your, your CRM experience and, and up level your client's experience um, through that um, before we get into like uh, the the end where we talk about like where people can find you and, and what we're loving and all that. Um, any any last things for for the listeners to think about or maybe like a first step uh, to move forward and up leveling? I think walk away from your computer is always a good first step. Um, mm, mm-hmm. I, I tend to get bamboozled by shiny things. And I know a lot of other people do as well. And I think sometimes, you know, you and I are both telling people like write down the step, like put it all on paper, but physically walk away from your computer, um, grab a notebook, grab a pen, grab a coffee and just let it flow. Just think about what you do with a client. I think that's sometimes the best thing you can do rather than kind of staring at a blank cursor or thinking, Oh, I've got to build this automation now in my CRM. Just step away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Stepping away. I need to do that, um, more, more often than I I actually do. Um, cause there's something about stepping away. It just kind of like resets you and clears your mind. Um, you know, if I'm doing the same thing for too long, it just kind of, I get into almost a rut of, uh, I'm not even paying attention to what I'm doing anymore. Um, but stepping away and being able to clear your mind is, uh, is so good. And I, I always feel refreshed afterwards makes a difference doesn't it it's, it's it, it well, really how much it does i think you oh, like yeah. working in coffee shops too or have i imagined that i do yes i do yeah. i do love some coffee yeah <laughs> i feel like that's the perfect place to do stuff like this like just get yourself out of your environment and let yourself be more creative about something that you don't usually feel very creative for i know a lot of creative types think that systems is the opposite of creativity mm. but i think that it definitely doesn't have to be um you can have fun with it a little bit 
Yeah. And systems allow you to be more creative in the ways that you want to be creative, because uh, I don't want to be creative in the ways of typing out the same emails all the time or, you know, uh, sending questionnaires and all that. Like I can be creative in creating the questionnaire to begin with. And then I can just send it out. And sometimes I forget what those questions are until I'm reading their answers. I'm like, oh, yeah, I asked that. That's a good question. <laughs> Way to go, old John. Um, I do but, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting question. Cool. Um, taking that that time. I mean, I love going when I when I can go to a coffee shop or someplace just with a journal, a notepad, something, just a pen. And just like sit on my phone or something to where I'm not getting distracted with Instagram. Um, and I can just focus on something, write down, you know, look out the window, get distracted by people on bikes and stuff, um, but not be on my computer. Because if I'm on my computer, I've got a bunch of tabs open. And then it's very easy to just if I hit a moment where I have to think about something, I'll just click on a different tab and then get sucked into to that. It's so true. I often think I would be so productive if they had like someone watching over me and was like, hang on, don't go check your inbox again. Don't go on mm-hmm. it. Don't you dare. Like, yep. just don't do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely would. If there was like, if I had someone working right next to me and just like, really? You're, you're in your inbox again? Uh, and nothing has changed. <laughs> But um, awesome. Well, okay. So before we wrap it up, um, there's a part of the show that I like to ask what you're loving this week. Um, could be, you know, movie, TV show, a uh, new book, uh, any, anything and everything. Um, what are you loving this week? This is not going to surprise anyone because I've probably mentioned it 10 times at this point, but um, decaf coffee because I am pregnant and gosh, I just want coffee. But I can almost convince myself that decaf coffee is as good. I, mm-hmm. You know, not fully, but we're working on it. There are some good decaf coffees. I there, uh, The majority of them don't taste great. Um, but I have <laughs> I have had some that I was very surprised um, at the the taste. Like the taste tasted very, very similar to like a good roast. Um, mm. And then you just don't have the caffeine. I think we're quite lucky and this is a reason to come to Australia for you, but I think we do coffee really, really well here. Um, Mm, Okay. I'm not going to bag the States, but I have been disappointed in the coffee. (laughs) I sound like (laughs) such a coffee snob right now. Um, It's, I think mostly you can get a good decaf coffee here, but I agree. I've had some stinkers as well. And yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, the, the bigger chains of coffee shops here in the States are are not anything to write home about it's just it's it's not great it's the i always love the local coffee shops like i was just in chicago recently and i just looked up like local coffee shops and i was looking for just like that that good um like homey cozy aesthetic and i found one and they made uh some great coffee and uh and it was uh, they had some fun baristas too that were like willing to chat a little bit instead of just the quick like, all right, John, here, take it, leave, please move out of here. We have someone else, um, which I feel in the the big chains often. Um, I think you got to dig for them though, don't you? Um, oh yeah, 
I, had, oh, yeah. I yeah, I love Chicago. I've definitely found a couple mm-hmm. places there when I was there a few years ago that were pretty amazing, but it was like after a 15 minute Google search type situation. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, go that's deep a, for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that important. Like I will, I will dig deep for good coffee and I will dig deep for some good local food. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So, okay. Well, awesome. Some good, good, tasty decaf coffee. I love it. Um, okay. So I, I am loving, um, like we mentioned earlier, or I guess it was probably before we started, uh, officially recording. Um, but we, you are in winter right now and I am in summer, um, because that's how the world turns literally. Um, but, uh, being, being in summer right now, it is super hot. Like it was 103 today and we're all about the water activities with the kids and just being able, uh, like we've, we bought new super soakers and just the water guns and just, uh, uh, we have like a little, a little, I'm motioning like a two foot pool. We have, it's, it's a, it's big enough for all of us to get in, but like a, a small pool, so not two foot. it's not two foot. Yeah. <laughs> I can stand in it and this is fun. Uh, but yeah, it's a small little kid pool, but we can fill it up with water and just kind of chill out there. It's big enough that I can, I can stretch my, my legs out while I'm sitting. Um, and just all of the, the water activities and taking the kids to the pool. And, um, you know, hopefully I, I always like, um, going to, uh, just float the river, just like sit on an inner tube and, and float down. That sounds really cool. I see people do it's, that in movies. I'm like, where do people do this? This looks yeah. kind of awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, so my, my parents lived like really close to, um, a river here in, in Texas when I was, uh, well, I guess whenever my, my mom was pregnant with me, I was not born yet. And she was like nine months, just like floating down the river. And, uh, and I was a little river rat baby and always, always in the water. Um, and it has continued into my adulthood. Like I am, I am happiest whenever I am at the beach, at the pool at the river, uh, something like that. So I am, I'm loving that about, uh, about this summer, July is usually our month for little trips and, uh, and time, time around the water. So yeah, that's what I'm loving this week. I like that. I like yeah. how you guys do a proper summer over there. Yeah. It's just a we, whole thing. We try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we but, watch on jealously. So I'm glad you're enjoying the water. <laughs> I will go cry now. <laughs> Put another with, jumper on with your decaf coffee. <laughs> with my decaf coffee, it's such a sad little world. Uh, all right, well, Charlotte, where can people find you? Where can they uh, follow along and uh, and 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 see some stories of you sipping on your coffee? <laughs> if you want the coffee stories uh, on Instagram, uh, when it when it decides to work. Mm-hmm. Um, is where we like to hang out. John and I were just chatting about Facebook going down, if that seems really random to everybody. Um, at Charlotte Isaac HQ is where I am. Come say hi. And website-wise, charlotteisaac.com has all of the good stuff and templates and trainings. And um, I have given John the link for a free mini course too as well, if anyone wants to kind of dive into some of the things that we've been chatting about today. 
Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm excited about it too. I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna use that link uh, myself <laughs> and check it out. Um, but yeah, I will have that link in the show notes um, as well as the direct links uh, for uh, for for y'all to go follow Charlotte and uh, and say hey, send her a DM and uh, and and make a new friend. I always just don't always send me that. pictures of you enjoying summer. I'll uh, you no. know just just, just sad pictures. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is me not enjoying the rain outside that's Uh, what we'd really like (laughs) yes (laughs) well awesome charlotte this has been great i have loved getting to talk to you today thank you so much for being on the show thank you this has been so much fun thank you for listening to another episode of the light and dark photography podcast stick around after this outro for a little bonus conversation and a look kind of like behind the scenes of what it's like recording a podcast um, as charlotte and i talk a little bit before officially recording um, as always you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lighttodarkco.com slash podcast slash 128 i was gonna say 128 that also works Um, If you type in either of those 128 or 128, it'll take you to the show notes. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Charlotte is at charlotteisaachq. And you can find me at allheartphoto. Subscribe to the show. Share it with a friend. If you love it, leave us a review like Krista did and show some love. I would love to read your review on the show next week. Until then, I'll see you in the Facebook group. And now... Here's that bonus convo. I wrote, I wrote convo in my notes instead of conversation. And then I just said it like a teleprompter. Here's that bonus conversation with Charlotte Isaac. Since uh, Facebook was down, whenever we recorded this episode, we didn't get to record live with y'all in the Facebook community. So uh, we just chat a little bit before officially recording. So enjoy. Uh, yeah. All right. I feel like I'm missing something because I'm normally like <laughs> my, my chain of operations is off tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, which let's see for you. It is, it is what? 1230. Yeah. And I'm on Thursday, which makes it know, super you're, trippy. You're in the future right I now. <laughs> it's exciting. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> we're we're kind of, uh, uh, what, uh, time. What, what is the word? Uh, time. I guess it, is it kind time of time travel? I don't know. Oh time, yeah, time, kind yeah. of time traveling. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I feel like if you like turn your camera and like show me outside, like the matrix is gonna follow part yeah, or something. For sure. Uh, <laughs> we'll stick to the office. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I, I I feel like I was I was not taught uh well growing up through high school and everything, um. I just recently in the last few years learned that when we in the northern hemisphere are in summer, you in the southern hemisphere in winter. Yeah. And like thinking about it logically and like scientifically, it makes sense. Yeah. But but I was I think you like just think about it if you're American, because the whole world no. is very like America centric. Like we, we all grew up watching American TV and yeah. movies. And so we're like, you know, I've never seen that stuff. Snow at Christmas. What is this? <laughs> strange but I, it's yeah. okay i won't hold it against you it's yeah, really cold so, here now so you would have like a hot christmas yeah i mean which i'm in texas so we have like 80 degree christmases anyway didn't you get but, snow 
like this year? We did. Yeah. yeah. Last year we had, it was oh, and a the huge. Oh, went out too, didn't it? Yes. That yeah. is exactly right. It went out for days um, mm. and it was like 14 degrees and none of us knew what to do. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah. wouldn't like that. <laughs> no, but that's interesting. So, okay, cool. I would. Uh, so I, my birthday is in July and mm-hmm. I always, uh, love cool weather. So that would be great for me, uh, in the future. Just like take, take some trips, go, go visit Australia yeah, uh, during my birth month. And then I get some cooler weather. Cause it was like, what in the sixties today for y'all? Ooh, I am oh, I'm terrible at Fahrenheit, so. Okay, yeah, um, I was going to say, y'all are, y'all are not Fahrenheit because we're weird in America. Yeah. No, you guys do everything strangely. So. We do. I don't know who makes it's, the rules. Um, it, probably, let me have a look. My microphone always sits right in the way of my keyboard. Sydney uh, weather. Yeah. Can you change it? Fahrenheit. Yeah, 62. Okay, cool. Which, you know, it's not too bad. Yeah. So what is that Celsius? 17. 17. Okay. It's there's like, yeah. no, the scale isn't even too, like I know 32 is zero for us freezing. Cause freezing is 32 for you. Is that right? right? That's correct. Yes. yes. But then it's not like linear from there. It's like, no, I don't know how it works. I'm like, can't I just be like, add 20, add 32, like come up with it. Right. Why, why no can't formula. we have an easy, which is why I have no idea. Uh, what temperature it is in Celsius. Cause I'm just like, okay, it's like, I have to multiply whatever degree it is by like 1.8 and then add 32. Who's got time to do that? I don't have Honestly. time to do that. I can't do that in my mind. <laughs> I don't want time to do that. <laughs> no, no. Which is, no, which is probably like whenever I said 14 degrees earlier, you're like, okay, I didn't, I mean, yeah. I knew it was below freezing. So I was like, okay, that's cold. Because yeah. we don't yeah. often, like, I think we're probably pretty similar to Texas, that Sydney is quite so. mild. Like, we're pretty lucky. We're not yeah. um, definitely yeah. on the coldest part of Australia. But yeah. this year, it's just raining constantly, and it's it's so miserable. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that is, I mean, I do love a good rain, but when it's raining and it's cold, it it's just kind of gets a little miserable and it's just like, okay, I just, yeah. I just want a day where it's I can go outside. Go to Hawaii. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love, <gasps> I love Hawaii. I have been once. And as soon as we got off the plane, I told my wife, I was like, okay, we're going to move here someday. Like I, I, love, I love this it. so much. <laughs> It and looks it really is, cool. I've never been. It's it, just so far away. And in between us and Hawaii, we've got like Fiji, Vanuatu, the cook. Like we've got lots of options much closer. Options. So, oh, yeah. 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 I've never it's been funny. to Australia. It is on uh, on my my dream list. Uh, Sydney, especially. Yeah, um, Sydney's great. I, I had, I'm very biased, but it is. I had a friend cool who who moved to Sydney maybe like five years ago and she loved it. And yeah, and said the, the weather and temperatures mm-hmm. are pretty similar. Yeah. Um, just reversed, uh, for yes, the time. Exactly. Year. <laughs> You've just got to get your head around the whole flip situation. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Well, sweet. Um, I guess we can go ahead and get into the episode. Yeah. I, I love the weather banter, but, um, <laughs> I know probably not this <laughs> interesting listening for anybody. Like you were not going. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Facebook, for being yeah. down tonight. <laughs>